So we talk a lot about how the NFL just dominates the offseason. Well, I want to talk about someone else who has just managed to absolute, absolutely monopolize this entire NFL offseason, and that's Tom fucking Brady. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. My Colin Cowherd intro. Here's a guy who, or I guess... Uh, Collinsworth? Collinsworth, sorry. Here's a guy... Oh. We'll, we'll get to Coward. Don't worry about that. Yes, we will get to Coward. But here's a guy who completely stole Black History Month by announcing his retirement day one of, of February. Also stole the thunder from the Super Bowl. Then a month later, Women's History Month comes up, and he somehow manages to announce his unretirement. Stole it from the woman. Uh, then, of course, the NFL offseason rolls on. They go into the NFL draft. And then the NFL schedule announcement, which, by the way, I didn't realize, but they plan a four-hour show around that, even though they just dropped the schedule. Like, who watches that show? I did. but uh, we, anyway. all, we all did <laughs> every year. With the, with the leaks the few days before of these games. But look at fucking Brady just dominate the offseason news cycle this entire time. I mean, it was the... Retirement, unretirement, then the scandal with, you know, him potentially going to the Dolphins and then him firing Bruce Arians. Like, this guy is a fucking genius. And then now it's announced he signs a monster deal with Fox. I mean, this thing is, they, they broke down his, his contracts throughout the entire NFL tenure. And he's making more with this Fox contract than he ever made in the NFL. So the second it's that ten he, year three seventy five, right? Yep. Uh, imagine how much more it's going to be worth when he demands that it's all paid to him in crypto. <laughs> I think a- about half right now. Yeah. I think, I think, I think if you were a uh, player that did your contract, wait uh, did you, did you season. see did you see that he came out and said that it might have been a fumble the Tuck rule. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, just just to throw it in there, just to start some controversy, he's just going to come out and be like, oh, you know, if I say this, it'll 100% go viral. Oh, yes. he has a viral tweet or TikTok or Instagram, like, every week. I mean, he is, he is, I don't know, is it fair to call him a troll? I mean, between the shit that he has going on in, like, the background, his computer screens or whatever, I mean, the dude just knows how to manipulate the world. Yeah. He's a genius, and so so the the Fox announcement comes out, and then it just gets announced that he's going to be starting up a Netflix show, which he will be the the target. It's a roast show. It's called the Greatest Roast of All Time. Which, by the way, the acronym for that Groat Groat fucking genius. <laughs> what a fucking genius! But he, he he's starting up a craze. Is that- Gronk invited? Oh, oh dude, Grunk will de- he will definitely be one of the roasters. <laughs> he might be the host. He oh, might yeah. be the host. Yeah. So this is ba- basically what he did is he looked at what the Comedy Central has been doing for years with these roasts, and he said, you know what? I'm going to fucking do that. Not only am I going to do that, but I'm going to steal the best part of the Comedy Central roast, which is Jeff Ross, the greatest roaster of all time. So then he's putting himself in the hot seat for the first, you know, for the first episode. And it's just so fucking genius because the Comedy Central roasts were great, but they're too inconsistent, and they just haven't come out with enough consistency that if Netflix takes control of this, Jesus, I could watch a new roast every month, especially if it's athletes. See, see here's my problem. Um, obviously, this is all following Man in the Arena, which is fantastic. It's truthfully one of my favorite documentaries ever. But 
Uh, he, he's actually producing this. I don't know if you guys saw that part. He, he's oh, producing yeah. it. So uh, for me, like the letdown is we're not going to get like the dirty, juicy things that someone wants to sneak in because he's producing it at the end of the day. Like he's double checking everything. He's like, all right, this is good. This is good. Don't you fucking dare. I don't dare. think so, don't man. I, think, I, I don't think he's going to filter it. I think he's just gonna let it ride, man. He he understands the more the more success that this brings, the more success it brings him. If you think and if for it's, one if it's second, filtered, what there's one. If you think for one second that when Gronk is trying to get hammered up there and throw a joke out about when him and Tom Brady double teamed this chick um, on the road while he was married to Giselle, you're wrong. I want to hear that, but all the best news will not be out there. I think he's gonna bow burn him it. What do you mean by that? Written by Tom Brady, produced by Tom Brady, hosted by Tom Brady, starring Tom Brady, starring Tom Brady. No, I, I actually, I actually, camera by Tom Brady. I actually agree with Brandon. I think he's just gonna let it ride because what else can you hit on Tom Brady that hasn't already been hit? Straight up, like hey, Gronk double teaming a chick on the road. It's it's gonna be a lot of. See, I don't even think that that exists. I, I, I no. I, I think we'll Tom never Brady's know. buttoned up. <laughs> I think Tom Brady, the best sex Tom Brady has is with a good business deal and, and winning a Super Bowl. Like, I, I don't even know if he's ever had sex. I mean, he has kids, right? So I guess they could have done, but they have enough money. They have enough money. They could have done that in vitro or whatever. There's ways around that. Like, he could have he could have legitimately went to a, you know, a, a, a sperm clinic and masturbated to a picture of himself. And then you know, turkey basted that shit into Giselle. Like, there, honestly, there sounds kind of likely. Likely, oh, sounds for sure. likely for yeah. sure. Yeah. Masturbated to a picture of himself and and got it done. Like, either that or he's got a picture of himself on the headboard while he's banging Giselle. But I, I, <laughs> you think he's Derek Jeter like? Oh, oh, oh no. yeah, get it, Jeets, get it. <laughs> Wait, is that a real thing? Jeets. Hey, hey, don't talk. You, don't talk you, about my. You guys haven't heard like about that. that. That was like I, I don't know, like five or six years ago. That came out. He always sends parting. Uh, well, well, yeah, he sends them with the baskets. But apparently, some some chick said that he calls himself Jeets. Jeets. Oh, so Jeets skeets. Jeets. Third so Jeets person sex commentary. That is I, hilarious. I actually love that. I never heard that. Jeets. Oh man! <laughs> oh shit! My name's Jeets. I'm on skeet skeet. <laughs> I had never heard that. Of, I've never heard the Jeets sing. I, I now, know. That, I know about that. The, I don't believe, but that's that's amazing. Podcast so, has just peaked. So do you, do you think that he, when he's about to come, he just skips skeets and just pulls out and he's like Jeets, Jeet, 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 Jeet. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. I did not know that about Derek Would Would Jeter. Derek Jeter do well in getting roasted? Yes. I think, I think so. he would. I think, I think, so. I think he would. I, think I, I don't know, man. No, A-Rod would do awfully just because he's too sensitive. Way too yes, sensitive. He's so soft. J-Rod is soft well, as fucking baby shit. Let's, let's talk about some athletes that'd be good, that'd be good and athletes that'd be getting, would be terrible at getting roasted. I'll, t- I'll tell you the athletes that'd be the worst. LeBron James. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. He couldn't yeah. handle it. He, he'd walk off stage. Oh, yeah. like he, he, he would throw a hissy fit and walk off stage. He, he'd throw sure. Will Smith a thousand percent. Did, did you see a uh, slight, slight diversion here? Did you see that uh, LeBron James is supposed to do a QA and a uh, on Twitter or whatever? He eventually yeah, did it. Tom Brady he finally did it. Question, yeah, Tom Brady, Tom Brady asked him who would score in, in ice hockey. Uh me or you uh, in like a game where one's the goalie and one's the shooter and they alternate or whatever. And LeBron was like me, but probably wouldn't do much better than you anyway. 
Uh, uh, but anyway, Canadians commented, why, why do Americans call it ice hockey? <laughs> well, so, I don't even think the Canadians know ice hockey. I think Ben Roethlisberger would be terrible. He's Rock- also a very sensitive guy. He would yeah. never do it because no. the whole roast, especially Jeff Ross, would just be going at him about the rape thing. And yeah, you know, absolutely. Like the, the alleged one, yeah. No, the, the factual one. Blowjob's not rape. Uh, let's let's stick with rape. Steelers. Antonio Brown would not do well. No. At all. I think Jameis would do well. Oh, yeah, dude. Jam- Jameis is Teflon. Tef- I- I'm starting to think, speaking of Jameis, I'm starting to think Jameis is, is a genius. So it, it, we were talking about the three-hour scheduling release show. So they had a bunch of guests on. Some of them were really good. Matthew Stafford was on. Jameis was fucking hilarious. So, dude, he's either a genius or he's just truly an idiot. Either way, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here for either a possibility. But So he comes on. And he's got this, like, fluffed-up hair. The fro. Yeah, he, look, yeah. he looks hilarious. And he's always just got that face on. Like, I'm happy to be here, but I'm kind of an idiot. And and, and they're going through the, the Saints schedule. And it's a fucking schedule show. The schedule's been out at this point for two, three hours, right? All of a sudden, Rich Eisen just looks at James and goes, you haven't even looked at the schedule, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, nope, haven't looked at it. And uh, he 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 d- said something about like I've always he just really loves yeah. to play football. No, no, I mean, he says I've always loved football. Yeah, I've always loved football. But one thing I realize is that I really like to play football. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you What are you saying, dude? James is he missed uh, playing it more than he missed watching it. I love James Winston. He is. He, I just I really hope that he returns to prominence because that guy's so good for football. Like. Just nonstop entertainment. He's fucking hilarious, and he's unintentionally hilarious, which is the best kind of hilarious with an athlete. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of that schedule release, because we've been like so tuned in and honed in on that. Please, have you guys watched like the Seahawks one? Because that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Quandre Diggs, man. That uh, just here's a little throwback. That pilt that he took, man. When he comes in, he call he facetimes his girl, and he's like, babe. Don't be mad at me. I just work here. It's like they got us working on Thanksgiving again. It's like I left Detroit and I'm working on Thanksgiving again. It's like and Christmas shit. Come on, man. I thought he, I thought he was gonna ask for a trade right then, a trade or a release. Uh, they did they did fantastic around the league with that man because um, the char- I mean the Chargers won. Yeah. I mean the char- Chargers. Churchill social media so good. But- a plus 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 plus. It was, it, 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 it was so good. And it goes right back to Drew talking about like the NFL just dominates everything and. Like the Chargers one, you actually had to like rewatch it a few times, and like whether or not you like anime, they did so many different like incredibly like like in, obviously like smart things, but like you had to dig into it. And then when they're playing Cleveland, did you, you see this shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, do, do you the, think that Urban Meyer would do well on a roast show, dude? The, no. The, <laughs> no. So so in, in, in the Chargers anime uh, schedule release. The funniest fucking part about it is they have a like a sad jaguar in a bar. Hunched over a stool, and it's fucking a knock on Urban Meyer. Like, holy shit, dude! That's that's a that's pretty intense. For, for that I'm, went hard. Um, that went I'm, hard. I'm, I'm sorry, but that one's a hard second for me. Um, I don't know if you guys re- remembered when they uh, posted that they're playing Cleveland, and the whole thing was bleeped out, and it said our lawyers will not <laughs> told oh, us yeah. not to discuss that. Holy shit! Yeah, Chargers went hard, man. Yeah. That, that was fucking good. And, yeah, and good I, for them. I do think it's like a coming out party for how good the Chargers are going to be this year because I think they're just going to be dominant. But really, really, they fucking could be funny. really good. The schedule release announcements that that's 
now that the Chargers have done such a great job and a couple other teams did amazing, um, that's going to become a new thing. It has to. The NFL just continues to evolve. And what other fucking sport do you even care about the schedule release? Like the draft. Have you ever watched an NBA draft? Have you ever watched a fucking MLB draft? No. You never have because they're boring as shit. Yeah, they're, there's who cares? Like, who, there's just so much going on. Like, shit. It had to be what two weeks after the draft. After the uh, the draft, like, all right, schedule release. Here's the date. Let's set it up. Let's all get together. Let's see what's going on. And it, obviously, like, it's not that important, but it is to us, and it is to football fans everywhere. So NFL you guys, dominates. you guys covered this in the last pod. The only thing I don't like with the draft is like how everyone's trying to be a comedian. Like Pat McAfee a few years ago came up and was just hilarious. Now I feel like they're trying to replicate that over and over. Like Kyle Brandt was just dumb. Like that was really, really bad. Like I feel like they keep trying to make this some like they don't need to have that, right? Like if you get a personality, Pat McAfee, awesome. But you don't need Kyle Brandt up there doing a comedy sketch. I'm really glad like, you hated the Kyle Brandt thing because everyone seemed to really love it, and I thought it was fucking. Re- I I mean, I think he's one of the worst parts of Good Morning Football. He's just, he is the worst part. He's he one of those. He's one of those just like he's got an awkward energy. Like he'd be really he he'd be the boss in the fucking like he'd be the office boss, space. He'd be the boss in in an office environment that <laughs> he really thinks a lot of himself. Like he could he could almost play Michael Scott. You know what I'm saying? Like he he yeah. thinks he's like this really like <laughs> I I I can't I can't stand that guy. So, I'm glad I'm so, glad you didn't like that because so, so, I thought it was horrible. I'll pose a quick question to you: Like it or not, if any of us had the opportunity, a specific not just the first round, but like the first round would be dope. If any of us won like a raffle or a drawing to go on stage and announce our team's pick. Tell me you wouldn't try to draw it out as much, as long as you can. Oh, be yeah, loud no. as shit. Talk shit. Oh, sh- dude, don't you dare. No. I would be. I, you got you to get 15 minutes sober. of fame out of it, right? <laughs> Your loud voice. People would be plugging their ears. It, it, it wouldn't be boring. It would be it'd be freaking loud. It would and it would be a lot of shit talking to Cleveland, a lot of shit talking to Baltimore, and a lot of shit talking to Cincinnati. The real and question is: with a here we go, Steelers, and you pull out the flag and start swinging it around. Does he mention the sports cap radio? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, folks, you're wearing the hat. You're listening to sports cap radio right now, and let's get back to Brady. So, my, my question for you guys is: uh, with this Fox announcement, with with the the fact that he's actively producing shows now, I mean, is this pretty much guarantee his retirement next year? I think it's yeah. pretty much all but done. Done. Yeah. I mean, Newman said how fucked they are next year. I mean, I think the writing on the wall is this: this is their last dance to to steal off uh, to steal off the Bulls. Like the the Bucks are going to be bad for a long time after this, um, both at the quarterback position and 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 cap wise. I mean, they're they're wait. Screwed, you don't believe so. in Kyle Trask? No. Um, so this is absolutely their uh, their their last chance to go get another ring. Um, so yeah, no, this, this, this locks up his retirement. What is swan song? So me and Marcus on the pod, we're actually buck season ticket holders. And, and, uh, I think we're buck season ticket holders, mostly just to troll other bucks fans. Cause neither of us are bucks fans, but we've already sold what six, seven out of eight of the, eight, eight of the, uh, home tickets. And, uh, this is Brady's swan song. It really is. What is scheduled to go out on? He plays, according to a lot of power rankings, seven of the top ten 
teams in the NFL. Like the this Bucks with the Bucks being stacked. one of them, so it's really seven of nine. Yeah, seven seven and nine. So yeah, it's it's this this is going to be an interesting season for the Bucks and Newman. I mean, you're the only Bucks fan on the podcast. Are the Bucks any good? <laughs> I think the Bucks will be good. I definitely think they can win the division. So that's the biggest thing. Um, Ooh, so tough. You got to make the dance to be able to da- dance. Uh, I mean, for you know, you know how it rolls. Let me let me just step in here, Brady. Obviously, there's it's nothing like any of us have could ever. But none of us have exper- experienced this in our lives. For Brady to not retire, I think it is something close to the way they lost to the Rams in the divisional round. Or like just something ridiculous that happens, like in the NFC Championship, if and when they get there, so like a certain loss, like the, the guy's just disgusting. Look, he, he's already lined up a ha, almost a half a billion dollar deal going forward. Uh, he's got the time and everything. Right now, he's he's enjoying not having state tax. If I think if they lose in, in heartbreaking fashion in the like NFC Championship, it's the last ride. Come come out one last time. Which that's the only way that the Bucks don't, and the, I don't. I don't think they'll suck, suck, but they're gonna suck. But Brady, that, that's that's how Brady comes back. I I mean I see. I look at the Bucks schedule. I say there's got to be like twelve wins on this thing. <sighs> Jesus, that's bullish, man. That's bullish. I it's, mean, it's one of the hardest schedules I've ever seen. I mean, their 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 home schedule is is from from a season ticket holder. It's it's a dream. They play the fucking Chiefs, the Rams, the Packers. This this schedule is loaded. And, and here's the thing, guys. I'm just going to play devil's advocate and tell you that I think the Saints are better than people think. Straight up. With, with the signing of Jarvis Landry, which is one of the one of the news stories of this last week, I think that wide receiving core, assuming that Michael Thomas comes back fully healthy, which I think he does. I mean, last time Michael Thomas played a full season, he broke the receiving record. The guy is a stud. They, they did add Chris Olave, who I love yeah. um, as well. Really, really good. That I mean, the, the Saints are going to be better than people think. They still have a really stacked roster. I think their defense will be a little bit worse because they do lose, you know, Malcolm Jenkins. Um, they lose, they lose. I think another pass rusher. They lost Teron Armstead, their best tackle. So I mean, there there's some spots where they're a little bit weaker for sure. Uh, but having a full season of Jameis, theoretically, I think that they should be better than they were last year for sure. Yeah, I for sure. Um, yeah, I just went through their schedule. I have them at twelve and five. You talking about the Bucks, or are you talking about the? Uh... Yeah, I'm talking about the Bucks. Yeah, I have the Bucks at twelve and five. Um, I, I hate to say that. I mean, all their tough games are on the uh, at home, and and you know, home field advantage definitely exists. Their ho- their tough road games are Cardinals and Browns. Um, so I mean, I, Drew, like you said, I mean. It's tough, but they're all at home. I mean, their road schedule is pretty freaking easy. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, have, I have them at 12 wins, too. I, I mean, like, obviously, the AFC North is is tough. But, realistically, you probably think the Bucks are better than two or three of those teams. You know what I mean? Like, the end of the day. Yeah, I, I think they sweep them. I mean, I, I mean, they they go. Well, I think the Browns. The, they probably lose to the Browns because Deshaun will be back, and that team will be pretty scary. I could see them um, losing to the Ravens um, at home, though. No, on Thursday night. I, I'm not saying no it. Way. I'm just saying it's not. It's not impossible. But still, uh, you know, what I mean, they should win both games against the Falcons, both games against the Panthers. They probably the probably split with the Saints. That's five wins right there. Um, 
So, I mean, I think yeah. that they're better than every team in the in the NFC South, uh, NFC West except for the Rams, and that's a toss up game at home. At home, I mean, the Rams yeah. beat them at home last year, right. or the year before, but and then I think the, they're I think they're better than the Packers. Guys, the Rams are somehow better than they Dude, were last the Rams. Year. I don't know, like, how does salary cap work? Because, like, I don't get it. It's just a construct. It actually doesn't exist. The the, the, the salary cap is just a theoretical thing. It's it it, it it's like a uh, uh, it's just a fake thing out there to make you think that the NFL is more has more parity than it does because it doesn't it's actually like, exist. It's like the faceless men in Game of Thrones. Like, I still don't understand it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't under, understand like, it either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, the Rams just kept adding people, and I'm like, how do you have any money? I don't. Un- I I literally don't understand how this works. The Rams are freaking stacked. I love what the Rams do. What the, what the Rams do is is they're just like, we got our coaching staff. That's all we fucking need. We don't need the draft. I love the we don't need the draft logic that the Rams employ because it's fucking genius. It's so genius. Let's go get these guys. Let's go get these Von Millers. Jalen Ramseys. Let's go get these Jalen Ramseys. Like it, it all seems to work out for them too. They they made very few of these big splash trades that don't seem to work out. The the Rams are fucking as bad as the NFC is. They do have some teams that are up there as some of the best teams in the NFL. So it's going to be really interesting. That that's what the Bucks have going for them is how bad the NFC is. So, so and they have a really strong roster. Like their roster is really good. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the salary, Lenny, the, the, Lenny. the salary cap's like a loose guideline. It's something you want to, you should follow, you want to follow, but there's ways around it. It's kind of like wearing rubbers in your twenties as a single. <laughs> listen. It's but, just accounting, guys. We all know people who have good accountants. There's lots of them all out there. Yeah, so, but but the problem is, you know, things will catch up, kind of like the Bucks. If you know, if and when if Brady retires at the end of the season, yeah, now they're looking at all the dead cap. But you know, kind of looking back, look look at the Saints. They're what minus seventy million this off season, and the, <clears> now <throat> they still found a way to manipulate sign the cap and, and yeah, and sign, sign free agents. So um, you know, it's just a loose guideline. Um, Recommended steps, kind of, kind of like when you're building furniture at uh, from IKEA. <laughs> you, you get it, but yeah, well, I'll, I'll skip this one. I'll put the, I'll slide this one here. Cover the two, screw this guy in. We're good to go. I don't need no stinking directions. So Deshaun Watson's in the news. Um, the, the whole Deshaun Watson thing is so confusing because although he, you know, isn't officially being tried uh, from a criminal standpoint, and you know. A new girl could pop up at any time that could change that situation. So, uh, but Deshaun Watson is going to be meeting with the NFL. We still don't know what type of punishment Deshaun Watson is going to be facing. I mean, the type of it's really unprecedented what's happened to this guy. And I'm really curious to see what the NFL is going to respond to this. But uh, Deshaun Watson is is holding a team trip in the Bahamas. Uh Nothing could go wrong. Not a single thing. Could, there's not a massage parlor. There isn't a red light district. There's there's none. There's no nothing in the Bahamas that could get him in any trouble. So Does anyone know what part of the Bahamas? Him or any of the other players on the team, right? I, I can guarantee it's somewhere near Nassau. Oof. But here's what I also know. <laughs> there, there are massage parlors, but there's also international waters. You cannot be tried and convicted in international waters. Camera phones still work in international waters, though. 
<laughs> you guys remember so, being 18 and going on gambling boats, and you go just far enough to be considered international waters? So you could, you know, play blackjack and roulette drink, and all that stuff drink. and drink when you're 18. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's pretty much going to be uh, Deshaun and the rest of the Browns. So, so that's what you guys did? See, I'm up here in Indiana. I just went to Canada. I just went to Windsor, Canada, which is basically like Reno. And he had just no rules there whatsoever yeah, in Windsor, Canada. That, that was a terrible thing about growing up here is get your fake ID at 16, jump on the gambling boat, wait 30 minutes till you're in international waters, and then you could gamble and drink, and then drive home. So, <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Classic. So it, back to Watson, I mean, you don't hold a team trip unless you're pretty confident you're going to play. I saw on Twitter the whole NFL rumors thing says three to four weeks. Do we think that's fair? Like, do you think we find that out after this meeting with the NFL? So I, I actually did see something that it, it's a stupid thought, but I, anytime you go down rabbit holes, that it, it can make sense. And um, it was they have what their eighth game, so like week nine. Week nine is their buy, so they have eight games, week nine, and then uh, a big game week ten. So speculation at that point is going to be eight games. For me, I'm thinking four tops to two, but I still I still think he gets no suspensions unless something else comes out. Why the Bahamas, though, man? Hold, hold your team meetings in fucking Akron, Ohio. Hold, hold, hold it at the most boring place possible. Because Deshaun Utah. Watson. Deshaun, Literally Utah. The thing I'm worried about most with Deshaun Watson, and, and here's the thing is we know how good Deshaun Watson was before all this. When he came back, when he attended any Texans, like, team events and reporters tried to get in his face, he did not respond well. You guys are Steelers fans. You saw what Big Big Ben had to endure his entire career. I think there's a good chance, because if you really think about it, the Big Ben stuff really happened before the climax of social media. So a lot of the stuff that, when it came out, it's a lot of hearsay well, someone, Desha- someone got at least someone the, got a climax the, there, but anyways, the Deshaun Watson stuff—it's all out there, man. Everyone has all the info about it. This guy is going to be ravaged his whole career, especially in Pittsburgh. Oh my God! Do you guys have like a Ben Raplesberger equivalent of, of like a like a nickname for him? Because nope. he he's going to get absolutely just. And I really, I'm really curious. Just punishment aside, how does this guy handle? This stress, because I think it's going to be fucking intense. <laughs> this um, this forced stress that's going to be put on him, he's going to be crying at the end of it. Kind of like his masseuse. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No. Oh, no. Gosh. Right. But, so, but, yeah, it, it's, it's going to be nonstop. Um, I, I still love, like, the, the Browns 22 Watson jersey. It, it's going to just be over and over and over. But... <laughs> You know, as a Steelers fan, it's going to be so repetitive. It's going to be nice to be on the the opposite end of it. It's, it's going to be one of those jokes that don't die. It will never die until and, and when, when he retires, it still won't die. He's yeah. going to get ravaged for yeah. the rest of his career. It's He's, never going to stop. That's that's a lot to overcome for sure. I I really wonder what his performance on the field is going to be like after all this. And the Browns, God bless them. They did everything they could to insulate this guy. If if you don't know anything about his contract, they they backloaded his entire contract so that his entire payment for this year is paid out in bonuses, which means that the NFL, no matter what they do for punishments in terms of suspending him, they can't touch his salary. You fucking idiots, you 
Browns. Like he could, he no, could no, 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 no. Miss- they, they they did that intentionally. That's, I think uh, that's what they I'm, can take the NFL could take literally I think one million dollars throughout the course of the entire season. That's literally what I'm saying. They 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 made his whole contract to insulate him yeah. to protect him, and it's gonna fuck the Browns because what if he misses eight games? Yeah, he's well, gonna get paid out his entire contract. Yeah, no so what. I mean, I, the Browns thinking is that okay, so at least we have him for the next set of years instead of him going to Atlanta or something. Because I think that's what it ultimately came down to, the reason why he decided, because he originally said no, remember? He originally said no to the Browns, that he wasn't going to go there. Yeah, because of the and they Browns. they out, yes. And then they're like, okay, well, what if we make sure that you're going to get pretty much all this guaranteed, here are the terms of the contract. And then he's like, all right, I guess I'll go. That sounds reasonable. See, see, Cleveland should have just wrote down Vontae Mack no matter what. But, Drew, Drew, I have a question for you. Which which performance do you truthfully, like, wholeheartedly believe will last longer, his performance on the field or on the massage table? I mean, we all know his performance on the massage table <laughs> is very short. Very short. That's the most embarrassing thing. Like, what are the signs are going to be held up? You know, two-pump Chuck. I mean, the guy was literally coming his – Fucking, according to the stories, no, no guy, pump, no yeah, pump, no pump. I mean, he's literally just thrusting into the air and coming. Like, what the fuck is? What is wrong with this guy? He, it, it, it's going to be a rough season for Deshaun Watson. But what do you guys realistically think? Like, in in any any any, what are the Vegas odds on what a suspension could be? Should, I got a question. Should should defenders instead of trying to sack him, just give him a little massage? Oh, like man. mid-game. <laughs> so, so, so I'm, I, I just had the best vision. That would be the longest sign in the history of the world. TJ um, Watt coming around the corner, and instead of going for a strip shack, just goes right for the ass cheeks and rubs it down. He's going to come <laughs> everywhere and lose the ball. Instant fumble. Oh, it would be a, be a new, uh, new term to the butt fumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. T.J. Watt comes around the corner, and he makes contact with Deshaun Watson's penis. And if I'm not mistaken, Todd, it looks like Deshaun is coming his pants as we speak. My God, you can see his eyes rolling back into his head. It looks like he's having a good time out there, even with the sack. They're running the same play. <laughs> Watson audibles. Watson audibles. Same play. Oh Same my play. God! I can't. Oh man! Oh. Uh, all right, all right, Drew, all right. Answer, so everybody, answer your question. A- yeah. Answer your question, Drew. Um, his the, I don't know what the Vegas odds are. I mean, Marcus and they, I should they, know. They, they don't we exist have a, yet. We they're, they're not. We, we run a gambling it. show, but it has to be getting less and less, right? Because I mean, the suspension is now down to three or four. He's taking a team trip. I mean, it's he's meeting with the NFL in May. I mean, I'm. You know, I've been banging the drum. It's why I drafted him last year in, in September. I never thought he was being suspended. I'm with Marcus. I still don't think he gets suspended. He will. Um, four games. We'll see. Four games, absolute max. Hopefully, it's is, is, is max. four games too light for considering the theoretical crimes? No. No. There's, that's, I, I, think, I think with the optics of it, and that's what the NFL is all about, is optics, how, how it looks to the general public, he... I, oh, I'd be shocked if he got anything less than four games. Uh, yeah, so for, for me, that's the max. Yeah, I, I, honestly, four games I think is reasonable. You, you take the Browns away from four games, though, that that could cost them the playoffs. I mean, I know Brandon's been uh, banging the drum that the Bengals aren't going to be good this year, but I really like what they did in terms of reinforcing the players on their team. 
uh, let's say the Browns miss four games of Deshaun Watson, who's the team to beat in that division? Still Pittsburgh. I mean, <laughs> Pittsburgh's going to go nine and eight, guys. Because, you know, so, so like, so like, nonetheless, right now when you're looking at, it, you saw Baker Mayfield, and a lot of people give him shit, but like, if he was someone who was drafted late in the first and anywhere beyond that, you're you're beyond stoked about it. You know, there's just been a lot of other things. So right now, he's still the backup quarterback, and they and, also have Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, that's a good quarterback sneak. Every single one of us would be pumped as shit with Baker Mayfield as your backup quarterback. So uh, he he got them to the playoffs. You got them their first playoff win in, what, however long? So, yeah. so, so it's, and, not, it's, and, and it's not like it's a terrible situation when Deshaun's, you know, suspended. And let's look at the Browns' first four games, right? Panthers, Jets, Steelers, home, and the Falcons. I mean, those are four very They're, they're probably three and one with the only loss coming to the Jets. Shut the hell up. <laughs> But but I think three and one is realistic with Baker, right? So I think the Browns win that division. Yeah, um, I mean, the the roster is still loaded. Like they're super talented. Loaded, so, dude. Loaded. Um, and yeah. that Bahama trip, they can only come closer together. Mm. <laughs> I think I think the Ravens are head and shoulders ab- above that division. Personally, I think the Ravens are going to rake this year. I, I, I think for the Ravens, they have to stay healthy. I, I, I hate their wide receiving core. Wide receiving core is awful, but I was just talking about it earlier. What franchise has done more with less at the wide receiver position? It's insane. And, they, the and Mar- there's still time to sign I mean, some wide receivers. But does anybody hate the Marquise Brown trade? It was fucking brilliant. No, it's no, genius. no. They, they drafted him with a first-round draft pick, yes. got two or what is it, three good years out of him, and then traded him for a better pick than they and, drafted him with. And look at the wide receiver free agents out there. I mean, there are some guys that are very interesting. Just right off the top, Will Fuller, uh, Odell Beckham. The list is... Kind of insane. You even got guys like Julio Jones. Like, Julio Jones would be a very interesting signing for him. I mean, I, I know he had issues last year with the Titans, but he also struggled with injuries. Why not? I like Cole Beasley as a fit there, honestly. Yeah. See, and, see, here's, here's what I'm going to say is my favorite thing about the Ravens. It doesn't matter, like, how good or bad the wide receivers are. If you can't throw it more than 10, years down, 10 yards downfield into coverage, it doesn't mean shit. So... Um, and yet they still win yeah, they, ten they, plus they, games a year. It literally almost made the playoffs last year with with half the roster injured. Yeah. So they won ten plus last year, Newman. I mean, when uh, I said every uh-huh. year, that's yeah. that's that's, yeah. That's, a, that's a slight exaggeration. Yeah. Yeah. They won nine games last year, right? Yeah, so it's not ten plus. What I'm saying is, it doesn't matter how talented your receivers are if you don't have a quarterback who is throwing the ball on dimes in a tight coverage. It doesn't matter how good or bad the receiving core is. Because obviously he's making plays with his legs on the run, and he's just not a guy who's going to make those type of throws, which is fine. You you can do that, and honestly, Baltimore really just needs to pay him a hundred million dollars a year for the next twenty. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think that I think that they've proven that they can win with with Lamar Jackson. I think the the Ravens have gotten significantly better. I. I I, I know you guys are biased, but I think the Ravens are by far the no, best team no, in the division. They, they did get better. All I'm saying is it doesn't matter how good or bad the receiving core is because you could. The, the, it's all about making like adaptations on the on the fly because that's how their passing game has developed or, or getting Mark Andrews open. So it's not it's not a traditional offense. It's not a traditional quarterback. So it doesn't it you don't need like it won't it doesn't change that much if you have like Julio Jones in his prime or. Uh, Marquise Brown, who's also terrible. 
Okay. Um. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's move on. We've been talking a lot Speaking about terrible. Let's get to Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. Well, well, no. Let's talk about the AFC South for a second. Um, this is a really interesting division. Uh, we 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 had a lot of debates about it last year. Um, this is a really fucking bad division. Uh, who comes out on top of this? Uh, Brandon, me and you were talking about it. The Colts get rid of Carson Wentz in, a, I think, a, a brilliant trade. They bring in Matt Ryan, who I fucking hate, but do I hate him more than Carson Wentz? I don't actually even know. Um, so so I, I think that the Colts, do they get better? I don't think they get better. But so the, listen then to the, how fucking dumb the commanders are. The Colts literally say, we're cutting him on March 16th. Everyone, NFL, we're cutting him on March. Like, this first day we can cut him, we are going to cut him. And then the Chargers give up a third-round pick. Yeah. Or the not the Chargers, the Commanders give up a third-round pick. So, you're, I mean, genius move on uh, on, on Ballard uh, to, to pull that off. Um, I, I think Matt Ryan is a better quarterback, but I think Matt Ryan is really <clears throat> going to struggle because, like I said in the group chat, the Colts have no tackles. They have a phenomenal interior offensive line. Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, and then, you know, all pro, two all pros there in the uh, interior offensive line. I think Matt Ryan is really, really going to struggle um, just because he's, he's going to be pressured. You guys like the Colts more than I do. I think the Titans may pull an F- NFC East or an NFC West and win that division at eight and nine. I think the Titans might win at eight and nine. I, I think the Colts are by far the best team in that division. Um, I like I like their defense way more than I like the 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 Tennessee Titans defense uh, for they this year. Just lost their D coordinator, right? I mean, amongst other things, but uh, whatever. It doesn't really matter all that much because the the defense that they're running is it's it's player dependent, right? Like I didn't think that really because the Titans lost their offensive coordinator and then a, a, all of a sudden they can't play offense. So I think coordinators do matter. I think they matter pretty I mean, they were the number one seed in the AFC last year. <laughs> no, no, what he's saying is the, the Titans lost Arthur Smith, and then they're still good, whereas the Colts lose. Um, I mean, the Colts lose their defensive coordinator Eberflus. to the Bears, Eberflus. Eberflus. Yeah. I, I don't think that he made that big a difference, honestly. Um, What's well, good news no, for Darius Vikings Leonard fans. is what made the difference. Yeah, well, Darius Leonard's still on their roster. He's really fucking good, dude. Yes. Like their ro- like the Colts' defensive defense is really good this year. I I think that they're going to be just fine in terms of defensively. I think Matt Ryan gives you a little bit more consistency than Carson Wentz. That's the biggest issue with Carson Wentz. There's some ups and then there's downs. There's games where he throws three fucking interceptions. Matt Ryan's probably not going to do that. Um, and then the, the beauty of, for the Colts is they get to hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor a lot. So. Um, I mean, I know the Titans get to hand the ball the off Titans, to Derrick Henry. Derek Henry. Yes, I understand guy. that. Um, same guy. But I also think that Tannehill has issues, and then the Colts have a better defense. That's kind of really where I'm going with this, is that the defense is the biggest differentiator. Um, but I, I think that the Colts actually have a better opportunity to have better wide receivers than the Titans do, because trading A.J. Brown uh, for essentially Traylon Burks is not a good swap, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think it's a good swap either, but uh, it's it. the whole question is who got better, who got worse? I think both teams somehow got worse. Um, I and I, I my, my, my question is who's better, Ryan Tannehill or Matt Ryan? And that's the worst question you could possibly ask. Uh, I you need a lot of booze for that answer. Yeah, I mean, I, I, 
I, I, if, if, if gun to head, who would I pick? I'd rather die. <laughs> yeah. Straight up, because Ryan Tannehill, let, let, let's face it, at the end of last year, the playoff game, he looked terrible. So many of those final games of the Titans season, he looked fucking horrible. And let's not forget, the, tit- the Titans lost to both the Jets and Houston last year. And speaking of Houston, my boy Davis Mills, who probably is a dark horse for MVP this year, uh, the guy is... The Mills Mafia has never been stronger. Davis Mills, special player. The uh, Texans aren't good. Davis Mills, special guy. Davis Mills, you put him on the the Titans or the Colts, and we're talking about it's not even a question anymore. These teams are bound for the Super Bowl. But I... This whole thing is who is going to suck the least with the AFC South. And I think the Colts, I think they just have the more stable roster. And they do have these cogs in the roster that I think the Titans just don't have. Because they have the fucking pound-for-pound uh, pound guy like Jonathan Taylor who can match up with Derrick Henry. But then they just have guys like Quentin Nelson and uh, their linebacker. who Stefan Gilmore. Darius Leonard, Darius Leonard, who's Bobby Okereke, Yannick Ngakwe. They just Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I mean, what what did the Titans do to get better on defense? DeForest Buckner for the Colts. Yeah. I think the Titans are, are 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 could win the division with ten wins. That's how it's a fucking terrible division. You, you mean the Colts? The Colts. Yeah, I mean, to me, the the biggest issue for the Titans is in their secondary, where they're counting on Kendall Fulton and Caleb Farley, who basically didn't play last year to provide significant minutes to be their top two corners. I have a real issue with that. I'd rather have Stefan Gilmore out there. Sorry. Um, just to clarify, just so you guys know, obviously I've been riding that um, that Colts bandwagon, and I, I will definitely jump off it on the uh, Monday following Thanksgiving because uh, they're going to get <laughs> blowed the fuck out. But the floor right now is a divisional loss. Truthfully, I think I, I think the Colts ride to the AC, AFC Championship and pending um, – depending how they do on the road against Pittsburgh at that point, uh, is their Super Bowl. But the floor for the Colts is the uh, AFC Divisional round. I can't stand how confident you guys are about Pittsburgh. I think Brandon maybe has a more grounded view about Pittsburgh. It, it, it drives me Which is an insane statement. It, I mean, drives, insane it statement. drives me nuts how confident Marcus is about Pittsburgh going Dude, to Dude, imagine year. if they had a good coach. They would be the front runners. You guys don't know what it's like to suck. With a, with a quarterback, and the fact that you guys think Mitch Trubisky can be anything else but what Mitch Trubisky has, it's honestly, it's funny to me. I, you, you guys I'm, are in for some hard I'm, times. I'm that confident in our defense. Your defense is really good, but there's been some really good defenses that haven't made playoffs. It's, I think you guys are in, in for some really hard times. Because as bad as Ben Roethlisberger has been for the last two years, he's still Ben Roethlisberger. And like we, like we saw in the Vikings game that we saw in person – that guy could just turn it on at times last year, even as terrible as he was. And I just, I, Mitch Trubisky's not that guy. Ben, ben what about would, Kenny Pickett, though? Ben, ben would have 2020 Ben and 07 Ben. Like, and sometimes if I'm bored and lonely and upset, I just watch some of his career highlights and they cheer me up. And, um, but yeah, but there, there's like Deshaun so, Watson on that massage table. <laughs> uh, so um, much inconsistency, but Mitch is enough with that defense and enough of the skilled guys around. Um, and and we kind of touched on this earlier. It's if they if Canada still can't figure it out, then Tomlin's super duper hire of him it didn't work out, and he's got to go. And so whoever, I, and whoever forced that hire probably needs. But, to but be, what about uh, the what about the Jags? The, the Jags could totally win this division, right? They have Trevor Lawrence. Let's, we're not even going down there. 
Yeah, I mean, did you see how much they paid for Christian Kirk? Uh, well, I want to just go back quickly because I don't know how we didn't touch on this because uh, Drew and I have a minor uh, bro crush on Vrabel. The coaching, Frank Reich is a bottom 10, possibly bottom five coach. The Colts blew five second half leads last year simply because the dude does not know how to coach. He doesn't know how to make challenges. He doesn't know how to run or pass the ball situationally. He he is a micromanager. He doesn't let his – I mean, it, it. Frank Wright is horrible, and I think that's a significant part to who comes on top of this division because I do think they're very close. I'll, I'll admit that. I think these teams are very, very close, um, but I think Vrabel is what – moves that over for me how they how the titans maybe win a game or two more than the colts this year yeah i do i i can't fault you for that honestly i'm when, when i say i like the colts it's purely because of their core roster it has nothing to do with the coaching and like you said i do have a man crush on Vrabel. for for years i tried to distrust and, and discount this guy as it turns out he's a phenomenal coach the guy motivates his roster and gets more out of all of his players better than any guy. I I mean, maybe, maybe in like there there's not been a new coach that's come along in quite some Dan time. Dan Campbell, baby. Liked. Dan yeah. Campbell, fighting kneecaps. He does remind me of Dan Campbell. Just this blue collar, like I fucking <clears throat> did it. You can too. Type of attitude. Yeah. I love I love Rabel. So yeah, I, listen. The Titans or the Colts. You go either way in that argument. I'm not going to fault you for it. You, you can't call anyone an idiot for saying the Colts. You can't call anyone an idiot for saying the Titans. I think they're both a toss-up. Can we but, call Newman an idiot for bringing up the Jags? <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to move this along. Uh, the, the, uh, kind of a sad situation that's brewing. It's, it just makes me sad. I don't know why. But this whole Drew Brees thing this week, it's weird. So he pretty much gets fired from his job. Because I don't know if you saw him as a commentator. He's fucking terrible. Oh, my God, was he ever bad. And then he starts saying, like, I might come back as if nobody saw him his final season. Like, what team would pick him up other than Sean Payton if he was actually still coaching? What is going on with this Drew Brees thing? And is there actually a chance this guy could play? And does this guy have a commentator career, like, at all? Like, what does Drew Brees do at this point? I mean, I I I don't think he can play anymore. I don't. I don't think it, I don't think there's any chance. He literally just had surgery a, like a couple weeks ago uh, on his shoulder. Um, I think his best bet is probably if if he can't work for NBC, then go work for ESPN and call some college games or something. Uh, get your feet wet, actually learn how to commentate, and then maybe you can come back. What do you got, Brandon? Drew, Bre- <laughs> this is funny. This is funny. Drew Brees leaving broadcasting. Fire from, like, fire from broadcasting. It, it, Drew Brees mutually deciding to leave broadcasting <laughs> is like how Colin Coward mutually decided to end his divorce. <laughs> um, you know, it was one-sided. One side decided to walk away, and the other one has to go find a greener pasture. Because it's out there. <laughs> it's out there. But you got to find it. You got to find it. You got to own it. You got to redevelop yourself. That's what you got to do. To be a successful, Drew, listen to me. Listen to me as a man. As a man, you're, you're a leader of men. You've achieved great things and you can achieve great things. But self-awareness is going to be the path to your success and it's not in the broadcast booth, just like it wasn't me in my previous marriage. 
Self-awareness will bring you happiness, Drew. Trust me. This is the herd. That <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that was the exact same tone that uh, Deshaun Watson's masseuses had with him. But I do have. A, I have a quick question. So I want you guys to kind of rank this one because this one's easy for me. One through four. Who do you think will be the best commentator and the worst? Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Tony Romo, Dan Orlovsky. And it's it's hard to. I'm so going, I'm going to go Romo one. Tommy for Boy worst, two. for worst, no, as as best to worst, I'll go. Romo's okay. gonna be one. Tommy Boy two. Dan three. Drew four. Drew is horrible. Tony is just drunk. I mean, Tony just sounds hammered. I mean, he sounds like us uh, at like the, the third quarter of the four thirty games. Like we've been drinking for about five hours, and we just really need to go home. That's bro, that's Tony. Bro, you're, you're the one that first brought this up to me, and until this season, I didn't notice it. But holy shit, are you ever right about that, dude? The guy drinks for sure before games. I, dude, my favorite thing that he does on every single call. Is if it's a close call, ah, uh, I don't know, Jim. Did he did he get it? Ah, uh, <laughs> he fucking dude. He, he's straight up like a drunk dude. Yeah. And and I, I gotta say, his first season he was phenomenal, but he really is cascading downhill. Like he, the guy's got a total drinking problem, and and it's funny for us to be on our fucking soapbox on this podcast. We have literally recorded podcasts where I have not even released it because I listened to ten <laughs> minutes of it and I said, wow. That is awful. I can barely even listen to myself. And so, you know, but we're not getting paid $20 million a year or whatever the fuck Tony Romo is getting paid. Uh, he truly, straight up, the guy pregames, he's got a drinking problem. There's no doubt about it. And he I say slurs, that as I drink a beer. He slurs his words bad. Yep. And then, like, it's not a stutter, but, like, like you know, when you almost get too excited but you're drunk, that's what he does. Like, it's it's... I still think he's the best out of the four that are optioned. So <laughs> I, I don't think that he's as calculated with future moves as Brady is, and by I don't think he definitely isn't. But I think there definitely could be a slight hint of he still wants to pursue the golf game, so maybe if he can just kind of teeter off and still get his guaranteed money from uh, um, from the networks and finally get to go play golf and get kicked out, you know, let Brady Talk about another Olofsky sport you can on. drink at. I mean, Tony's just nailing it. Well, I think I think Tom Brady's going to kill it. Uh, the the guy puts his all into everything that he does. Uh, and if you look at every interview he's ever had since he was a rookie, like I'll be the first to admit it. When he came to Tampa, I became a huge Tom Brady fan. That guy fucking rocks everything he does. He's well, going to put everything tell, into it. You can tell he's going to be great because of the the golf thing that he always does, mm-hmm. right? Like whether he's ripping, you know, Bryson or you know he's. He's getting a little jabs in at Aaron Rodgers. That's the kind of, like, dull air during a football game that, like, you need to be able to fill, right? That's what Drew Brees couldn't do. Like, Drew Brees was just awkward in those, like, middle times where there really wasn't anything to talk about. That's where Tom is just going to be fantastic. And, and by the way, how funny is this that we started out the podcast just talking about Tom Brady and how he dominates the news cycles and we didn't even talk about the fact that he's playing in a golf game called the match which he's made famous up to this point it's him and Aaron Rodgers which how fucking awesome is that versus Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen like that's fucking must watch tv we didn't even mention that that's that's how amazing Tom Brady is he's got these fucking events like sprinkled out there and it didn't even 
didn't even reach our radar. That's insane. That's going to be fun. I'm going to watch the shit out of that. I'll watch the hell out of that. It's going to be awesome. I've, I've actually watched the last couple of them. They oh, are, yeah. They're awesome because you, you like to, you definitely like to see the, you know, the behind-the-scenes commentary. Oh. And the... Dude, watching Tom Brady suck balls that first one during COVID and the heat. I went to Ferg's and watched that shit. That was brutal, and it was fun to watch how terrible he was. We needed something to gamble on. <laughs> and he definitely played better than all of us would. Oh, yeah. Who do you think is the best golfer in that group? I know nothing about Josh oh, Allen. I, I would bet Holmes. it's Mahomes. His dad, his dad was a professional baseball player. They probably spent a lot of time on the course. Billion percent Brady. Brady Brady's like a four handicap, which which means he's coming out and probably um, if he plays with me on Saturday, he's either even or two under par. Aaron Rodgers is pretty damn good too. Dude, Aaron Rodgers is incredible. I hate that because I hate you guys know how much I hate Aaron Rodgers. He's he he was the best player. The last summer, like he was better than Brady. He was he was better than everyone. I actually didn't know that you hated Aaron Rodgers that much because I I used to I used to love Aaron Rodgers. Now I kind of hate him. But douchebag man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna we've I'm gonna, got more important things to talk about. Let's bring this around, Steelers fans. Funny fucking news story this week. AB says he wants to retire, Steeler. Um, holy shit, this is this is good stuff. First of all, any chance that the Steelers actually bite on this? And uh, number two. Uh, this is purely PR, right? It's purely PR, right? Um, someone I, tell me. It, it well, is. well, well, well <laughs> nothing about AB tweeting or doing anything has been PR, like because he he's never hired anybody to say the right thing. Uh, no, no percent chance it happens. It's like it finished way too ugly. It, it wasn't like every single time that anyone has retired for like with their former team or whatever signed the one day contract. It has never been an ugly divorce the way that it was, like a forced divorce. And um, Steelers' ex-wife over there left, walked out on the team in a playoff run right at the end of the season, and bailed on him. And you don't you don't remarry that Just person. one? <laughs> yeah, you, you don't remarry him. Zero percent chance it happens. Terrible PR. Concussions are non-existent, but he is still an asshole. He is the best... Free agent wide receiver, though, correct? I mean, in terms of resume, absolutely. Mm, I, I'd I, say in terms of everything. I, I will still take Julio. Um, and also, but, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, oh, wait. No, OBJ. OBJ. Coming, yeah, I, even coming I, off an ace. I'd take OBJ over AB, but that's the only guy on that free agency list that I'd take. I mean, I'm talking about in a vacuum, just talent-wise. I get the other things. I get everything else. Yeah, so... I mean, obviously, the, the talent is not what it was, but he was so incredible. And if you look at the stats, whew, so incredible. We were so pumped to watch it, but the, the divorce was too ugly. But, yeah, I'm still going to take Julio over AB right now. 0.00000000% chance that he is, retires a Steeler. Um, I think he's genuine, Drew. I think he really, really wants to. We're all laughing, thinking it's a joke, but it, it was 100% genuine. I don't care what he will ever say. Um, and Kanye probably gave him the idea. His best friend. <laughs> I think he did. I, I think you're definitely right about that. Con- Kanye just wants to make a new rap album about it. Yep. <laughs> two I, I, two I, quarters I, of a brain do not make a half a brain. Yeah, I mean... No, I mean, no, I, I legitimately think the Bucks probably could have beat the Rams last year in the playoffs with AB. So I, I do think it's interesting. I, I, I obviously the the Bucks were in their right to to part ways with them, but he could have really helped them out in the playoffs, especially after Goblin went down. 
yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's that's one of the reasons he was still on the roster at that point, but for sure. Yeah. Um spe- speaking of uh things that are not 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 so good here, uh how about Chris Sims rankings of the quarterbacks? <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about Chris Sims rankings. Um he he's had a lot of press. I mean, it's pretty much what he's made his career on up to this point has been these rankings cuz uh, prior to the 2021 season, and I would even argue the 2021 season was pretty damn good. Um, the guy pretty much hit on all on a lot of cylinders, especially with 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 his splash picks like Lamar Jackson um, as the number one pick in that draft. But uh, what do you guys think about his rankings this year, especially Marcus? You got to be a little bit concerned that he's super in on Kenny Pickett. Um, not that super concerned. Um, I'm actually not positive how high he's gone um I, I did watch the kind of the clips and the talks on him and you know if you rank him as a top 40 quarterback whatever cool he's the seventh best backup quarterback at that point nice good to know um I, dude makes headlines and I, I still disagree with a lot of things that he says so it's kind of like kind of like if you get drunk at a bar and you go and hit on 1300 girls apparently you're gonna you're gonna find one that you're right just for a little bit, kind of like the Lamar thing. I think but, that's good odds. I think yeah. that's a good odds of that happening. Yeah, just keep shooting those shots. As long as people are paying you to do it, keep shooting it. Gets clicks, gets people to talk about it, like us. Um, I mean, top forty for Kenny. You know, Kenny P. Little baby hands. Uh, Thirty nine. That's nothing like special, but apparently it's a big talking point for the seventh best backup, I guess. But you know, Chris Sims is not. Even I, I honestly I don't listen or read to anything so, so, he does. So, he's terrible. so speaking about backup quarterbacks, where do you think Chris Sims would rank General Booty? <laughs> well, well, let's continue to talk about uh, Chris Sims' picks because he has Kenny Pickett at number one, uh, number two. Very interesting who he has at number one. Do you guys know Matt Corral? And off, off, off from the drafts, I, I thought you were talking about his uh, Kenny Pickett's the 39th best quarterback in the, in the NFL this season. No, no, I'm talking about his picks of, of rookies. His rookie, his, his rookie picks have made headlines over the last several years uh, because he's honestly crushed it. Um, you could argue his 2021 was his worst ever. Uh, he did put Zach Wilson as his number one, and you know, jury's still out on Zach Wilson. I'm not going to definitively call him a bust. I don't think he's ever going to be a great quarterback, but he did show some flashes last year. He surprised me more than I thought he would. But this year, going into it, he ranks Matt Corral as number one, Kenny Pickett number two, um, Malik Willis at number three, Sam Howell at number four, and Desmond Ritter at number five. And honestly, I got to tell you guys, outside of Kenny not being at number one, I'm not. I don't hate these rank. I don't really hate these rankings all that much. So, so is this like the future, like talent wise and position? Is like like. Like Just his rankings. So um, you guys know how high I am on um, on Sam Howell. So love the guy. Um, for me, it was 1A, 1B with Sam Howell, Matt Corral. And the rest I really didn't give two shits about. Uh, Matt Corral is so t- he's a super talented guy. You know, bad press, but did great in the SEC. You know, he's just got, you know, background things that – you know, drinking problems. and But but how do you not love a quarterback that beat up great uh, Wayne Gretzky's nephew? Like, first off, awesome. Son, I think. Son, son nephew, whatever. Beat his ass. Dominated him there. Dominated Old Miss. And he's going to go, guess what? Dominate on the pro level. 
Uh, I do love Matt Corral. Um, him and Hal are 1A, 1B for me. The rest really don't care. So you like Chris Sims' rankings because um, he loves Matt Corral. Yeah, I, I, I have no issues with the Matt Corral there. Um, I'm not nearly as high on Kenny Pickett as pretty much anyone. I think I'm I'm seeing a pattern here out of Chris Sims, and I think he just really loves arm talent. Yes, he does, for sure. Because Matt Corral is an extremely talented in terms of his ability to throw the ball and manipulate the ball. Zach Wilson, very similar. But these guys are also a little bit smaller in stature. They're playing against, um, well, at least Wilson was playing against worse defenses. Matt Corral was playing in a system that is, you know, very much so geared towards making it easy on the quarterbacks to make reads and make those throws kind of thing. But but you do know Which that don't Ma- Ma- translate Crowell, well to the NFL. Matt Crowell does not have a big arm. He does not have a big arm. He he can he can chuck it. He 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 me. They they all can chuck it. But like as far as like the big arm is concerned, he, he can make most if not all the throws. But he's not obviously at the same level as like Malik Willis and arm talent. But he has all the other intangibles. He can move. He can run. He, but the competition's been there. Um, I do I do love Matt Crowell. So I won't argue with that one. Um, uh, All right, so we'll, we'll, let me give you a breakdown. Uh, 2021, I just gave you the, his rankings. Well, maybe I didn't. So his rankings for 2022 are Matt Corral at number one. Uh, he put um, Kenny Pickett at number two. He put Malik Willis at number three. Uh, he put, uh, uh, what's his name, UNC at number four. Sam Howell. Sam Howell at number four. And then he put Ritter at number five. So going back uh, last year, he put Zach Wilson at number one. I deeply disagree. But then hit, the rest of his rankings are pretty legit. At number, yeah. at, 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 I think they're pretty legit other than that. Uh, at number two last year, he put Trevor Lawrence. That's and then fine. He, and then he put Mac Jones, which I really like. Mac Jones um, is good. Killing Mond at number four is Nope, abso- that's abso- a big miss. Absolutely atro- atrocious. And then he puts uh, Justin Fields, right? Trey Lance and oh. then Justin Fields. Yeah, see, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't either, but it's still decent compared to where a lot of other people ranked him. But then, let's just go back the previous years, 2020, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. So we did believe in, in Justin Herbert or, over uh, Tua. But then he put Jordan Love over Tua, which I honestly can't even really fault him for that. And then Tua at number four. 2019, Kyler Murray number one. That's very definitive. Drew Locke at number two. Uh I mean, if you look at the rest of the class, it's probably accurate. Uh, Dwayne Haskins at number three. I mean, honestly, you really can't fault that. Uh, Ryan Finley at number four, and then who who else cares? He put Daniel Jones at number six, which I think is pretty interesting. And honestly, as much as a believer as I've been in with Daniel Jones, he doesn't look that great at this point. 2018, though, was by far his most interesting rankings. He put Lamar Jackson at number one, Josh Allen at number two, this is, I mean, this is... He, he pretty, nailed He nailed 2018. He, he, he nailed, nailed 2018. 2018. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, number one. Josh Allen, number two. Baker Mayfield, number three. Sam Darnold, number four. Josh Rosen, number five. I mean, literally, that is exactly how you'd have to rank him. You could argue Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson, which I would. But still, I mean, that's, that's pretty bold to put Lamar Jackson number one at that point, especially to put Josh Allen number two. People were laughing at him that, that many years ago. And I'm laughing at quite a few of his picks since then. But the things that really jump out at me, putting Justin Herbert over Tua, uh, that that's big time for me. Um, and so he's hit on quite a few predictions, and a lot of these predictions are crapshoots. Yeah, yeah, they are. But you know, when you're looking at like a very small pool of 
you know, one position. Yeah. You know, they're, I, they're bound to slide in. Mm-hmm. I agree with Marcus to that to that extent. Oh, and, and if you look at his other rankings, they're terrible. Right. <laughs> they're really bad. Like, I only really trust him on his quarterback picks, which he's been really good at. And I was hoping he was right about Kellen Mon last year. He's definitely not. But anyways. <laughs> where, where would he rank General Booty, though? General Booty. So General Booty is the new new quarterback commit to Oklahoma and possibly the greatest name to ever come up in sports. That's uh, a five-star name. That's a five-star name for sure. I don't even care what his ranking is. I rate no, him as a five-star. No, that, yeah, that's a five-star name. No, I don't I don't care what his actual ranking is. General Booty's a five-star on my part. Deep in my heart, he's a five-star, 100%. General Booty, baby. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Do you guys want to talk some wide receivers? Let's talk some wide receivers. You're talking about fantasy-wise? Yeah, I mean, so we had a bunch of wide receivers, obviously, that changed, you know, changed teams and stuff this year with the trade, all the trades that went crazy, like, and all the money that got paid out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, just from a fantasy perspective, because I f- feel like that's what we all really care about, right? Um, who gains value, loses value? Like, wh- what are we seeing out of these guys? Because you got some big name wide receivers that change hands. You got, and they're leaving the really stud quarterbacks. Devontae Adams leaves Aaron Rodgers. He's going to go to Derek Carr. Obviously, not Aaron Rodgers, but does that hurt his stock? Tyreek Hill moving from Patrick Mahomes to Tua or whoever else might be throwing the ball to him. AJ Brown going from Tannehill to Jason, Jalen Hurts. That may be an upgrade. We'll see. Amar, Amari Cooper, Dak to. Deshaun Watson's probably a good thing for him. Hollywood Brown goes from, you know, Lamar Jackson to Kyler Murray. So there, there's some uh, there's some interesting ones here. Yeah, so uh, biggest red flag for me, uh, if you look at the fantasy rankings right now, Cooper Cup at number one, love the guy. Almost won me two fantasy championships last year. I drafted him in, in both my leagues, as was highly publicized uh, among our friend group, obviously. I'm fading Cooper Cup hard this year, and here's why. Uh, not only did they lose their offensive coordinator from last year, who had a huge part in game planning Cooper Cup uh, to be who he was, but they gain Allen Robinson. And if you look at Allen Robinson, the type of receiver he is, he's kind of a volume guy like Cooper Cup. They can use both those guys in pretty similar ways. Um, I don't know why Allen Robinson is not being more talked about. I really still trust him, Allen Robinson's talent, and this is by far the best quarterback he's ever had. Uh, it's not that I don't love Cooper Cup. It's that I think he's being talked about too hotly as the number one wide receiver. For me, definitively, the only guy out of, out of all these guys that, that has not changed situations, Justin Jefferson has to be the number one wide receiver. I think not only does he not change quarterbacks, or situations, but he gains probably a much better offensive mind that he's ever had his previous two seasons. I mean, think about it. This guy has has broken records at the position with a run-first offense. Now they transition into a Rams-style offense that Cooper Cup just benefited from last year. I think definitively Justin Jefferson is the number one wide receiver in this draft, and I don't know why that's not more talked about. To be so, so should we be buying buying Vikings here for fantasy? Like, because I I expect Dalvin Cook to have a monster monster uh, year running behind that kind of offense as well. I think Justin Je- Justin Jefferson is the only guy that I definitively trust in this offense. Okay. Um, what about where? Where would you say that the guys who changed hands? How, how do you think that this impacts them? Like. 
Devontae Adams, that's obviously a downgrade. How much of a downgrade? I still love Devontae Adams. I think he's a tremendous talent. I think he's. I think the guy is everything that he's slated to be. And as good as Aaron Rodgers is, and I love Aaron Rodgers, I think he's one of the most talented guys to ever play the position. I've watched so many Devontae Adams plays. That guy is fucking good. He does everything great. He has great hands. He runs solid routes. He's got great separation. Devontae Adams is the real deal, and he he should very much still be considered. I'd put Devontae Adams over Cup easily. So, so do you think maybe the Raiders could still have a mediocre defense, which causes the volume to go up for Devontae Adams and them needing to come from behind a little bit more frequently than the Packers do? I mean, like, no. Is there any chance that he finishes the number one? I think the Packers are going to suck this year. I, I, no, I'm talking about, do you think there's any chance Devontae Adams finishes number one? Because, like, the Packers, when he played with the Packers, they were often leading, as opposed to the Raiders, they may be trailing. Yes, I think Devontae Adams is going to absolutely crush this year. People who should be concerned in this Raiders offense are are Darren Waller owners. Because I think all the volume that Darren Waller has gotten, which is, let's face it, it's, it's really been what he's been relying on for his production is the volume of targets that he's gotten. It's all going to go to Devonte Adams. What, what about Hunter Renfro? I, I, I still love Hunter Renfro this year. I think Hunter Renfro benefits huge from the Devonte Adams signing. I love, I love so every, so, so every, are we buying Derek Carr. I'm buying Derek Carr 100%. I think Derek Carr is going to have a really good year. All right. What, what about, what about to. some of the other wide receivers that change teams? Where, where does Tyreek Hill? Cause he was like, Top three wide receivers, you know, the last few years. Where does he fall? Fade the fuck out of Tyreek Hill. Yeah. He's not even on my draft board because I know someone's going to draft him too high. What, I mean, what do, you, what do you guys think about that? I, I, I don't think that's wrong, honestly. No. It's just when you're playing with Patrick Mahomes, I, there's a lot more just possibility, especially Andy Reid. Like, Andy Reid's offense – always features at least one one wide receiver. Like, whoever is the number one wide receiver in Kansas City this year, you definitely want to own that guy. Um, well, I, well, let's look at Waddle's targets last year. They were right. historical. Like, what are they going to do with that? They have two really good guys. Waddle is still going to get targets. And, yeah, uh, but, but, but so did Travis Kelsey. True. Um, now, now, I think the biggest difference there is gonna be yards per catch and touchdowns and like explosive plays. Yeah, right. Uh, but but yeah, Tyreek drops like drastically. Um, I I don't have any debate with uh, Justin Jefferson or Devonte. Um, I th- the the Devonte there you will never see the um, out of like twenty two catches he has eighteen of them or whatever that we saw like with Green Bay. But he's he's gonna be he's gonna get the ball. He's got the connection, all that, and um, the Raiders will throw the ball. Yes. Um, my my only like I guess debate or argument will be with Cooper Cup. Um, the only reason is it really hasn't mattered who has come in with OBJ and everyone else. Um, the, the only thing that is constant from last year is going to be Matt Stafford. What he loves to do is lock on to people, uh, people that he has trust in, comfort in. And he did it. he did tend to feed Megatron, and and we and we saw for over a decade our decade with Megatron. So true. Um, but. And, and it's not really like an argument, but it's just more of like a, a, a debate standpoint. Mm-hmm. The, the numbers will be there, and that really just comes down to health. Um, that's that's what I worry about with Cup. Yeah, I think that's a questionable thing. Yeah, yeah you have you have you have to have the worry uh, just because of the past. So you know, barring health stuff, um, obviously it's uh, unrealistic to expect or anticipate him to repeat last season. Yeah, there's no way. But but 
uh, top five is it should it's dead it's a, should be a fact. You know, boring. What him. about the most interesting? The, the most Cooper? interesting of these guys yeah. to me is yeah. is AJ Brown, right? Because he moves from Tannehill's, you know, the offense with Tannehill, where they're just throwing him kind of a lot of slants um, and letting him do the work. Slant boy, right? Um, like, he's just so explosive. To now he's moving to a system where it's like they want to. They were a bit. I mean, they're running the ball just as much in Philadelphia, realistically. But Jalen Hurts would take some shots, right? It's just it seemed like the wide receivers could never get there, or they would drop the ball. That happened quite a lot. Yeah, with AJ Brown, a better wide receiver. I mean, could he hit on more of those? Is this the guy who, who's stock up, stock down? Where where do you see him? I I mean, I love AJ Brown. I love his talent. I just don't love the situation he goes into again. I mean, this is going to be another offense where, you know, you 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 were shitting on Lamar earlier. I think Jalen Hurts and Lamar are very similar players. Uh, they they struggle with these midfield yeah, passes. Yeah, the, the mid deep passes. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. I yeah. they just AJ Brown. He's a guy who I I, I just I love him so much. I, I, his talent is so great. He's he's hit a thousand yards, but just barely over a thousand yards every season. I think if you even pair AJ Brown with like Kirk Cousins, he's like a fourteen hundred yard guy. I just can't trust it with Jalen Hurts. I think you're going to see more of the same with with AJ Brown. A guy who's probably going to produce uh, a hair over a thousand yards, a thousand yard season. I think he might get a little bit more volume in terms of targets. But here's the thing with AJ Brown: guy gets hurt every year. Yeah, every single year. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So so when you look at like last year, last year was a second round draft pick, which I thought was laughable. Yeah. You know, you know for that. So like true. And when you're talking about like value, who goes up and down? I think he will. He should produce better, but he will not be worth his draft position. And True. That's, that's where I'm at with AJ. I agree with that. What about Keenan Allen? I feel like Keenan Allen isn't getting enough love with the Chargers. Uh, he's barely a top 10 guy. What is he? One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. I mean, it's, that's still really good, but Keenan Allen's still Keenan Allen, man. The guy the guy produces. He also struggles with injury. But uh, to me, I think this Chargers offense is just going to continue to open up, get better. Uh, what do you guys think about Keenan Allen? Can he be a top five guy this year? I think the volume is the biggest question for him. I think that that defense is going to be way better. And if they're not playing from behind as much, I think they're going to, you know, try to salt the game away a little bit more with the run game. Not quite as much volume for Keenan Allen in that offense, especially with them paying Mike Williams, the big contract. Yeah. I mean, the volume isn't there, but it's not like the volume's always there. So it kind of hit or miss with them. Um, you know, he's kind of dipping down close to, you know, he's ha- about halfway through his contract. Um, he's just one of those guys. He has, a, like, a high floor, but, you know, every rarely is his ceiling immaculate. But but he's a solid He's a solid receiver. He, he's right in he, that. He, he's a great number two, but I don't want him as my number one. So, guys, I'm going to give you my wide receiver sleeper of the year, and I'm going to be harking on this all offseason, and I'm so sad that I've been so vocal about it because it's going to fuck me come this draft when I draft with you guys. But the biggest sleeper of this fantasy season, I'm telling you right now, is Tim Patrick for the for the Broncos. <laughs> this guy is a really, really good player. He is so efficient with his targets. He has played with nothing but trash quarterbacks his entire career. And yet, if you look at his stats, he's so fucking consistent. And he's always been kind of the second fiddle in this offense. I'm telling you, you know, Jerry Judy, so good. Uh, I think Cortland Sutton's a little bit overrated. 
I think Tim Patrick is the guy to own in this offense, and I say that purely based on where you're going to be able to get him. You're probably going to be able to draft him as your wide receiver four, just a throw-in gamble guy. This guy has the potential to have like a 1,200-yard season this year. I think he's going to be a high-volume favorite of Russell Wilson. Tim Patrick, I'm saying it right now, it's it's May 18th. He's going to be one of the biggest steals of this fantasy year, and I hate that I have to say it this early. Sounds like an Irish guy. He's he's a fucking baller, dude. He's so he's so good. I'm telling you, I've wa- I just watch every time I watch the guy play. He's so good, and I've seen him with Drew Locke and fucking dude, Teddy Bridgewater. We're gonna have. Rock. I mean, we're gonna have a uh, guy with two first names throwing a guy with two first names. Russell Wilson to Drew uh, to Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick, exactly. Yeah. I think it's gonna be big time. I, I, Got, gotta love two first names. I'm a love. I'm, I'm a just a huge believer in the Broncos this year because I'm such a big Russell Wilson fan. But I, I think I think Tim Patrick's got it all. I really do. All right, boys. Should we wrap this up? Yes, sir. Yep. Any other closing thoughts? Uh, I mean, just the choke artists that are the Suns and and the Maple Leafs. Oh, I mean, yes. you gotta love the Maple Leafs, <laughs> man. So yeah, the Suns and the Maple Leafs. I mean, two of the some of the biggest choke franchises shit the bed yet again this last week. Uh, the majority of us on this podcast are Lightning fans, so I'll just say that as a disclosure um, in case you're a Toronto fan listening to us right now. I'm sorry. Honestly, I, I actually am really sorry. Yeah, to that's Toronto rough. fans. Oh, and oh, and nine and close out at chances. I think you guys are le- were legitimately better than the Lightning. In fact, I'm certain of it. Uh, there, there were so many points when I was just so fucking nervous and thought, "Man, we are not better than this team." And I'm still certain that we aren't better than this team. But guess what? We're better at winning in the playoffs. You're better. Like you're better at winning, eh? <laughs> we, we we got Andre Vasilevsky. The experience. Yeah, Jesus, Vasilevsky's just turning it on. Um, but then the Phoenix Suns. Holy shit. Uh, my God, Chris Paul, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? The the ho- whatever hotel he goes to in Cancun, I'm telling you, they just reserve his spot right around this time, <laughs> and they they just depend on that money flow because he's never. He said last year around August that he was addicted, addicted to making the finals. To the finals. Yeah. Well, congrats on Chris Paul for breaking that addiction, you sloppy motherfucker. I used to be such a big believer in this guy. He's a choke artist. Yeah, really nothing else to say it's, about it's him. It's Lucas time now. It's Lucas time to shine. I'm so rooting for fucking Dallas. Absolutely. This could be another improbable Dallas team to make it. It could. Mark, Mark Cuban, you should advertise on our pod. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, Cuban. Anything else, guys? Go Bolts. All right, fellas. We're going to go take a ride on my new golf cart. <laughs>